0: hello and welcome to area 512 i'm your host alicia postigo bringing to you from the texas hill country aliens wormholes and other interstellar creatures in this podcast i will review science fiction and fantasy books movies and shows as i read them or watch them whichever the case there is no specific schedule but i will post at least once a month i still haven't seen dune the movie so i haven't reviewed dune the book or the movie yet Eventually we'll get to that, but today we are reviewing Planet by Emma Newman. The book follows a colony of human beings in an extraterrestrial planet, and it follows three particular uh, characters: Ren, which is our main character, and the story is told from her main from per- her perspective. Mac and Sang The book starts in the middle of a storyline and as it evolves forward to the second half of the storyline we get the first half the way that i'm going to review this story is a chronological timeline so if you haven't read the book it's going to be spoilers right from the beginning just be warned now as i said the world and this book consists of a colony of human beings in a extraterrestrial planet which has Earth-like, uh, which has an Earth-like environment. And, well, more than a colony, they are more like a religious cult but full of scientists and intellectuals. How did they get to be in this planet? Well, we figure that out as the story goes through. But at one point in human history, there was a girl that discovered alien technology and used that alien technology to build a ship, follow a predetermined or pre established interstellar path from our planet to a new planet this girl takes this discovery and this new information of alien technology as a message from God and as a journey to find God I personally would have taken it as a message from aliens or our alien ancestors since it's a very common trope in science fiction to have um, aliens be the, so to to put it away way, to be the the spreaders of uh, life and of human life throughout the universe, there's a number of movies and books in which the origin of humanity is alien. So that's the way, a scientific way in which I would have interpreted. The message, but this girl interprets her technological find as a message from God. So, what it would have been a mission or a journey to find our kin turns into a messianic message, a messianic journey, a religious journey. We're going to find. Our ultimate creator and God which in the end the book proves that that was her personal interpretation of the message not the message itself now this girl with the help of some friends and other people builds a spaceship and selects people to go with her in the journey these people are the best of the best in their scientific fields and they are also vetted for um, violence tendencies um, mental illnesses etc etc so basically a portion of the top best five percent of the earth population lives in this vessel with her when they reach their destination her and her close circle descending to the planet and they discover what they believe to be some alien ruins which seems to be a biotechnology or a bi- biotechnologically created um city structure seems alive but the technology is so advanced that it could be appearing alive. It's organic, inorganic. Anyways, when they arrive at the new planet and they arrive at the specific location where this alien structure is at, this uh, girl, the Messiah, what is called in the book the Pathfinder, discovers something that doesn't quite match what she had in mind and let's talk about it a little bit when you put all your not all your eggs in a basket but when you put all your faith in a spiritual journey in a religion which is basically an interpretation. It's not truly a fact, at least not for me. You are bound to be disappointed if you learn a truth that is not what you interpret it to be. So the pathfinder is so sure that her interpretation of the alien message is the true one she is absolutely convinced that they are going in an interstellar mission to be with God to discover the Creator is not only a physical journey but a spiritual journey So when they reach the destination and we'll talk about it later, about what specifically she finds. They reach their destination. It is not what she had expected. It's not God, the great creator of everything that exists, waiting for us, you know, mere humans. And uh, God is not there. God is not there to illuminate us, to thank us for our journey it's like as an example if you die and discover that mm, whatever your spiritual beliefs are are not true are the opposite so that's what i equated to the moment if any of you have been catholic or jewish or any other type of religion the moment where you lost your faith because of uh, discovery of a truth and you had a crisis of faith that can go two ways if you had that moment of crisis that could strengthen your faith and you can reinterpret the facts that's a dissonance in my opinion or you can accept the facts that they are we analyze it and understand what they truly mean in this case mm the Pathfinder has a terrible crisis, has a terrible crisis, because things are not what she expected to be. She reacts, in my opinion, as, as poor spoiled rotten child instead of an adult woman, and she killed herself right there and then. These, her death sets in motion a series of events that would determine the life in the colony for the next 20 years. Two factions appear in that moment in her inner circle. One faction wants to tell the rest of the colonists the truth. That no, it wasn't God there. Tell them what they truly find found and determine what they're going to do about it and the other faction which wants to not tell the colonists what truly happened because they're afraid that they're not going to survive the truth and you have to remember this journey was a messianic journey it was a spiritual journey based on faith even though most people in the in the uh, spaceship were high-level scientists they're all people of faith and they're basically a cult a religious cult in space so we see the fracture of the two into two sections and we see a fact a, a faction that wants to tell the truth and be honest and speak the facts we have a faction that is the winning faction in effect and that establishes an entire religion full of structure and ritual based on a messianic figure that doesn't exist anymore. So if you, well, I am Catholic. I've studied the Catholic religion since I was a child. And a very important part of the Catholic religion is the transition from Christ alive to Christ dead while Christ was alive he was the source of all knowledge and everything that was happening in the Christian religion when he died how are we going to maintain that spiritual faith the way to maintain it is to put the knowledge of that person in recorded form create an infrastructure so to speak for that faith create a ritual and start building into what it actually later turns out to be a highly highly stratified rule of society so we go from a person who may be charismatic leader to a dogma after that charismatic leader is dead so that's what we see here in this book which is really interesting it ends up with the society breaking down right because it's based on a lie not that all religions are based on the lie i don't want to offend anybody's beliefs but it is true that once you don't have the charismatic leader, the messianic figure alive, in order to maintain that religion, you have to create a structure, you have to create a stratified power ladder. And come on, let's be honest, the Catholic Church, it's basically a business. Without the basically, it is a business. El Banco Vaticano, it's the church, the Catholic Church. So from... A messianic figure a charismatic leader with a message of human fraternity now we have a bank 20 centuries later more or less so since only 20 years have lapsed since the beginning it's really an accelerated version of our current situation and of course the society the Catholic structure of the structure of the Catholic Church hasn't uh, degre- degraded completely, but you get my point. Now, yeah. this is when we start our story twenty years after these events happened, where the pathfinder, the spiritual leader, is so weak. In my opinion, she is a very weak character. Her name is Sumi. Her character is so weak that she cannot take the fact that she's wrong. She cannot take time to investigate more, to learn more, to learn why they have been summoned, so to speak, there. And, and it does happen in, with people that have a lot of faith that they put their destinies and the interpretation of the la of their lives in the hands of God with which can lead to how would I put it? It can lead to a disregard for personal responsibility. I have to worry about thinking about the correct interpretation of the message. I don't have to think about alternatives to possibilities or multiple interpretations of the message I will have to worry about what would happen if um, we don't find what I think we're gonna find what can we find what are our options preparing for the future because it's all in God's hands so I'll just go with the flow and she suffers terrible consequences she really cannot take it and she kills herself and this is the society that that we start the story in we have a cult in space basically a society of highly intelligent scientists who have adapted to life in another planet cut off from earth and the evolution of men on earth with very strong spiritual beliefs that don't have the charismatic leader they thought they would have to guide them. What they have is ritual. What they have is structure. What they have is a, a false message. And that has maintain the society for 20 years we follow two main one main character ren renata who was a friend of the pathfinder and we follow mac ren and mac are the only ones that know what really happened and there's some other issues not issues there's some other events that happened right after the break in their inner circle that we'll talk about it later but Ren and Mac are the only two people that know the truth and the weight of maintaining a peaceful productive society falls on them on one side you don't like these characters because are feeding lies basically to the people. They're feeding lies to the people, and they're um, really behaving in an unethical manner for the quote-unquote good of all, which is really true. At least for Ren, I believe she's doing it for the good of all, and. Uh, a little bit because she really doesn't know what else to do mm. so Ren is the main character that we follow we see everything from her perspective and throughout the story even though she believes in God she comes across as uh, one of the most rational uh, characters of the book at least for me but you can start you you start seeing little cracks in her mental state little things that at the beginning if you are not paying attention you could miss it and i'm gonna give you another big spoiler right now she is a hoarder in a society in which recycling is extremely important because they live in a in a very close energetic circuit so if you don't recycle all your materials there's going to be a lack of materials lack of energy and lack of resources on another part of the society so you need you know, it's a very precarious <clears throat> precarious balanced balance, balance uh, between material goods and that you keep a material goods that you discard And we do find out part of the... Well, some of the reasons why she is the way she is. Partly because she witnessed the death of the pathfinder. She was traumatized. And there were other traumatic events that happened around that time. Because she knows the truth and has to lie to everybody about it. Because she uh, had... Didn't have a very good parenting so there's a number of reasons why we can see um, Ren starting being a healthy child and ending being a hoarder which is what she is then we have Mac that to me Mac is One of the people that would truly do what he thinks he should do in a very cold manner. That's the impression that I got from him. So, for 20 years, they have lived under a farce. A farce about the Pathfinder instead of being dead, being in the alien structure now known as the City of God or God City communing with the Creator and a series of rituals around that belief. That's where we are. At one point in early in the story, I think it's right at the beginning a new character is introduced. His name is sang Su. He is an outsider. Now, if there's only one human colony, all the humans came from the same spaceship, from Earth, and they all live here in this colony, where does Sang-soo come from? We'll also get that part of the story. Apparently, while everybody was disembarking from the great ship uh there were there was a number of pods maybe one or two that accidentally landed way way far off point and people in those pods were searched for and assumed it so sang su arrives into the colony tell Mac and Wren that those people that were presumed dead didn't die that they survived and he is a descendant of uh, of those people he's also the only survivor and they're all dead and he's been searching for the rest of the humans in the colony to be part of their society now I'm going to give you a really big spoiler. sang is not the only survivor of the fallen pods or the lost pods humans. Actually, most of the descendants of those people are alive and well. They have adapted to their environment. They seem to be a, a nomadic culture. And the truth is that he has been sent in as an infiltrator to basically loot the colony and take revenge upon the people that marooned his family and ancestors to oblivion in, you know, wherever the pots crashed. So we also discovered that at the end, but while you're reading the book you can see that there's some issues some some sorry some red flags that are, are coming through so the story develops as Ren and Mac try to manage the arrival of sangsu to the colony they try to manage the information that they give to Sang Su they try to manage the information that Sang gives back to the colony. And as the story develops, the pressure mounts on Ren and Mac. Now, Mac had devised this ingenious way of transmitting information or transmitting a false message from the pathfinder to the people and of course it's all it's all false because the Pathfinder dead I'm not gonna go into how he doesn't it, but it's very ingenious um, and really the Pathfinder is the one that that discovered this technology or, or discover interpreted or understood this part of the alien technology and share it with them and Mac built on that. Using that technology, Mac, once a year, sends a message out from the Pathfinder to the people. This comes them down for an entire year. And it's very ritualistic. It's like a message from from God themselves to the people through through the messiah right through the pathfinder everything starts to unravel when sang su starts affecting people's life he starts uh it's like a ripple effect on the status quo of course he is doing it on purpose to bring down the society to take down his revenge and to loot the resources but even if you're suspicious that he is an interloper, you can disregard that as that you're reading the book wrong or you're just being paranoid or that Ren, the character, is being paranoid and she's transmitting this paranoia to you, but it's not true, right? So, so those are all the interpretations of, of Ren and Sansu. In the end, we discovered that Sansu is the, well, we discovered this earlier, San Su is the grandson of the Pathfinder, but he truly has come to murder everybody, Ren and Mac specifically, to loot, to take resources and to basically kidnap people that he would consider useful for survival and killing the rest. So he is a very, I would go that his tribal way of life goes beyond what any human being would consider within acceptable for survival. There's no need for you to murder people that you consider are not useful to you. You could just let them be. But he is clear about the people that he's going to kidnap him and the rest of the survivors from you know, the fallen pods are kidnapping and which ones he's just going to kill to get out of the way. And that's it. So that is part of the ending. The other part of the... Ending of the book is that Ren finally overcomes her, to a certain extent, her mental illness, and that she is the one that receives and understands the alien message and the function of God City. So the Pathfinder. So me was the person that received the message but she wasn't the right person to interpret the message correctly that led to her demise right, right. ultimately she committed suicide because what she saw in front of her was not what she was expecting to see or find and that tells us that she wasn't the right person to receive the message but the message was intended for a human any human it is ultimately her best friend Renata Ren who after 20 years of carrying the burden of a false society on her shoulders discovers and understands the message and, the, and God City and we're going to go that into that a little bit later I found this ending particularly disappointing because the destruction of one's society and the death of main characters felt to me like a cop out in a way let me explain. We're following this this story of, that is very well structured, that addresses religious conflict, that addresses stratified society, that addresses false prophets, that addresses the facts that many religious leaders may not truly understand the message that we received. It addresses um, mental illness, hoarding. We have the ripple effect of one newcomer into our society that sets off a series of events that change everybody's destiny. But in the end, how would I put it? In the end, nothing is resolved. The main character understands that she's mentally ill. Yes, a great achievement. But as a reader, it's a story that is not quite concluded. You know, it's not quite concluded. What's going to happen with the rest of the humans that are being massacred left over? What's going to happen with the colonists that get kidnapped or the ones that are left behind? Um, who are the... Pod survivors that come and raid the city. We know one of them. Who are the rest? Why are they doing this? Is it just all for revenge? What is happening? That seems to be the main message that Sang Su gives Ren. That he's doing this because his father was marooned far, far away, and left to die. So he's coming back to To assert his revenge right and and plunder and steal and rape and kill but it's feels unconcluded story feels it feels weak it feels like the author didn't know how else to end it and just left it at that I will talk about the interpretation um, not that Ren's interpretation of the message, but, but a little bit, I'll talk about a little bit more down the road about Ren's discovery of the message. Now, throughout, throughout the story, let's talk about Ren first. Ren has a mental illness. She's a horror, but she's also a very weak character in a way. She gets pushed over a lot by a lot of people, especially by Sang Su when he comes in. And he is pushing her boundaries and uh, emotionally blackmailing her and a number of other things that if you're a hoarder, if you've been 20 years hiding that you're a hoarder if not a single person has entered your house and make you do the things that sang Su is making you do why are you folding so easily when he says so? It's like the impression that I get is that the guy is such a hunk and she wants to fuck him so badly that whatever you know whatever he says and she does that's not that specific. In the book, but that's the impression that I'm getting. You know, she gets uh, she gets wet and does what he says, and that seems that seems like an offense, as an insult to womanhood, because it's very clear in the story that it, she is around 70 or 80 years old, but genetically, she and everybody in the colony. Have maintained a very youthful appearance, so physically they may look on their twenties, but a lot of the colonists are in the seventies and eighties. And you've been fifty, you've been twenty years, maintaining a, a facade and an image, and, be, and very strongly maintaining your position in the face of society. And all of a sudden, this dude comes around, and you know, winks at you, and you fold immediately. Fold like a plastic chair. It's like that was not only hard to watch, but offensive and not in tune at all with her character. It was ridiculous. True, we should say that Ren was in love with with. Sumi, which was sang su's grandmother but i find that ridiculous i find ridiculous that she folded so easily to his pressure and that the main reason why she do it is because you know she she's just so wants him so bad because he reminds her of her and basically i want to fuck him so i'm losing my mind and my hormones are taking over like are you like a teenager or something in heat, because that doesn't quite jive. So I didn't quite like that. The other thing is that maybe the writing on the book does this on purpose. That Sang Su is so adorable, uh, he's so good, uh, he's so cool, uh, he's so handsome, and uh, he's so all these things. And everybody loves him, and it's like that's really suspicious. Isn't anybody being suspicious of this guy out of nowhere? Truth be told, they believe a woman that doesn't exist sends messages from beyond through, you know, I'm not going to reveal that, but they believe that once a year, their spiritual leader, who is communing with God inside a biotechnological creative structure, sends a message. So, yes, if you're part of a cult that believes such things, probably it could be said that you were naive and gullible people. But they're also, it's also said. And demonstrated throughout the book that these are people who are highly intelligent resourceful scientists so if i'm suspicious of him other characters in the book should be suspicious of him the only one that remains suspicious it's uh, mac because mac is one of the members of the cult that's actually non-believer and that was in this trip because of um, intellectual curiosity, I believe, and not uh, to find God. But nobody else has um, any suspicions of him. Ren sees a few red flags on his behavior. And uh, let me check my notes, but she called it mental grit. She has some mental grit when it comes to Sang Suu. She doesn't quite know where it's coming from, and she doesn't trust her own instincts about the man, and it's her own demise in the end, and everybody else's demise. But but um, that was that was a serious flaw in the book. So let's talk a little bit more about about She this. She has this. Uh, she has, uh, this hidden story of the death of the Pathfinder and some of the things that she did after the death of the fa- Pathfinder that push her mental um, health to the brink right now she's a horror and nobody knows it. Mm-hmm. she was in love with the Pathfinder. she wants her grandson. She is... she is our eyes and our ears in the story, but very, I would say that she goes with the flow most of the story, and she's the generator of action, probably 10% of the time. She is constantly doing things, saying things. Taking actions directed by others, by Mac mainly. Or just going with the flow. And I find that very strange that somebody can be so weak and then in a way so strong that nobody noticed for twenty years that she was a hoarder. So that that's contradictory aspects of of her of her um, personality you know what else about her she is also a very uh, brilliant scientist she designs houses she on earth designed methods of growing organs to save people during transplants she is a brilliant person and she's strong in some aspects and weak in some other aspects. So wasn't quite... I didn't think that her... Let me rephrase that. We all have contradis- contradictory aspects of our personalities within ourselves. But for her, we're dissonant. Now, let's talk about Sun Tzu. Sun Tzu. You can see that he's very manipulative, that that he is fucking totally lying and nobody really wants to accept that or are even suspicious of that. Mm. He's very guarded with the information that he provides. He uses his, uh, I wanna, uh, there's no other way to put it, his manly wiles to insinuate himself in Ren's lives, right? He um, he, write out blackmail Ren at one point. So, when you read the book, you'll see little things here and there that are very suspicious and it's like, uh, at the very beginning of the story, before Sansa is allowed to go into the colony, Mac asked Ren if they should kill him. I mean, I don't know what cause. Of course, there would have been an, a completely different set of consequences if they had killed him. But in retrospect, even if I sound like a total heartless bitch, it's like, well, you, this I know, I know factor in the delicate balance of of your society that you have to take into account you know and uh, Mac is a very important character too, Mac is the orchestrator of this false religion and we discover at the end of the book that he did marooned the, the pods on purpose to get rid of that other faction from the inner circle that wanted to tell the colonists the truth so those were the people who were lost and some other people that just happened to be in the same path as them so, so Mac made the decision to eliminate what he considered to be the unhealthy part of society and on his own took on his shoulders the maintenance of the peace in a very unethical way, but he did take responsibility to continue with the lie in order to maintain the status quo and stability. So he is also suffering even though he's a son of a bitch. Now even though Mac was unethical, even though Ren was also unethical, I would say that there are more sympathetic characters than Sang who in effect lies his way into the hearts of people, not only Ren and Mac, but the rest of the colonists, in order to pillage, rape, and murder. So I would say that Sang is the least um, sympathetic character. Anyways, let's talk about the a couple of things that I didn't like about this book that I feel that are going to age the book. Well, let's talk about what I really like about this book. I highly recommend this book because it's a very good thought experiment of what the early establishment of a society and of a religion, would be in a sci-fi environment. So these are modern human beings. These are not um, tribesmen from the Middle East, right? So these have intelligent scientists, modern people, who are also religious and have spiritual beliefs, and that are following a real-life messiah. So this is a very good book, I think, as a thought experiment of how if that Messiah physically died, what will we have to do to maintain the society and the religions, the religion going? Because let's talk about the parallel with being a Christian. Did Jesus Christ really resurrect Or that's a story that somebody made up to, you know, to keep alive his message and his figure. So that's exactly what Mac is doing, right? So it's a very good um, thought experiment in that way. It's also a very good book when we talk about the world that they live in how they establish the colony, how they modify themselves to adapt to this new environment, how they live in a world where the energy is contained. So it is a circle. That that is why renewable energy and recycle are so important because they maintain the energy of all the colony. What would happen if somebody hoard all the materials and we see the result in the book and in all truth even though I find that Ren is a weak character she is a very sympathetic character she is a woman that we follow we see her struggles and her story and it's really interesting even though you're suspicious about Sang-soo it's really interesting to see you know what what is going on, his relationship, his interaction and the repercussions on this society. As I said, I don't like the ending because the ending is a bit anticlimactic, right? The end of the book is when Sang takes his mask off and a band of savages comes and destroyed the colony and literally Pillage, rape, and murder everybody else, or kidnap everybody else, and that's it. So, that's very anticlimactic. It's like, yes, yes, take his max off, and uh, now what? Now, oh, fuck you, because that's it. Mac is also a very sympathetic character, although from the beginning of the book, even though. You don't know the first half of the story. You can tell that Mac is a devious person and that he is basically a carnival barker and a showman. You can you can see that from the beginning. But he is a sympathetic character and I feel that he's one of the few characters that actually cares about Ren. So that is very important. And now the Ren ending part of the book. So, let's talk a little bit about the beginning and about about the ending of the story in this planet. Sumi had received an alien message with alien technology. And she interpreted that message as being a message from God to go find them. She does everything in her power to fulfill this message and to fulfill this um, mission and when they arrived at the planet in question the location in question they discovered a city and inside of a city they don't discover what she was expecting to discover what they discovered is a tomb with an alien body in it and she's so distraught she was such an arrogant person believing that she was a hundred percent right in her Personal, very specific interpretation of an alien message so far as to say that it was from God. That when they discover that God City seems to be an alien tomb, she kills herself immediately. Now, God City is an organic structure created to communicate. In a very organic interactive way with humans and because when they arrive at the planet they had not yet adapted to its environment they were suited up so they weren't able to interact completely with this organic structure now the normal thing when you are on those kinds of situations from my perspective is to take a step back regroup and rethink how you're going to tackle this new obstacle that you're encountering because obviously it's not what you thought there's something that you're missing that you're misinterpreting what is it but no she cannot accept that and she kills herself which gives us an idea that she is very selfish that she's extremely extremely arrogant and she doesn't even think about the people that followed her and left everything just to be with her wherever she would go right and and what the consequences are for others of her actions as the Messiah now at the end of the story 20 years later we discovered that Ren has been taking trips on sanction trips into God City. She has been exploring. She has been learning. She was told not in so many ways by Sue Me that, hey, you're just my weird, you know, friend with a crush you're not the chosen one i'm the chosen one so what the fuck do you know lowly you know human creature down there that's what she's been told basically so she has approached all her interactions with god city in a completely different manner very open very curious with a mind to learn whatever it is to learn from the city and what the true message was so at the end she goes through her own inner journey and outer journey through God's city and she discovers that many people have come to this point where she is right now from other parts of the universe other human beings you know other um other uh descendants of those alien seeds sent all over the universe and that the message doesn't end here this is not god this is just another step to move forward with the journey so basically the alien message is if you want to join us you have to accept your own mortality And she lays down and dies. Because that's what God's city is. It's a tomb where you voluntarily relinquish your life, let go and move on. So she lets go of her mental illnesses or or her burdens, lives life to continue on to the next step. It's a, a complete acceptance of her mortality, which the true message is... You're not alone, continue on, which show me completely, completely misunderstood, right? And that's it. So she dies. We don't know what happens next. And uh, the savages destroy the city or maybe not because we don't know and pillage, a uh, rape and murder. So. That's why the ending is disappointing. It's not quite complete. Really, Ren is the main character of the story, but she's not the story. Good for her that she accepts her mortality, and she's not a fucking hoarder anymore, but that's it. So we went through all this learning about the story of the city, their journey, What the the break, the rift in the faith, so to speak. The two paths, one of savage destruction and the other one of stratified religion. A lot of a lot of good messages. A, a good story. Ren could have been better written. She could have been more cohesive even with her contradictions. But that's it. There's no ending to the story. You could say, Well, yes, because Ren is dead. Right. But then why the fuck did you write the book? If we're not going to know what the, what the story is, we're not going to know what happens to the colony. If we're, if we're left, you know, hanging about the rest of the story. And no, none of the Planetfall series books address the situation. Each book is more or less a standalone book. So it's a very, very disappointing ending the characters were good it addresses a lot of issues as I said mental illness hoarding specifically or compulsive disorders address messianic figures um, establish religious systems rifts in faith and what could happen um, ripple effect On different societies etc etc but the ending it felt to me that the writer just didn't know how how to do it and it's like okay because um, even though the journey that Ren goes through inside God City both spiritually and physically is very well written and even though throughout the story and the 20 years that she had been um, exploring God City that that ending and that discovery of the true message as the uh, right result or consequence of our own actions, it also feels rushed. It's like for 20 years, nothing, and now all of a sudden, you know, a discovery, a great discovery of all these things. It's like, really? Ren seems to be or her character is written as a person that is curious. And it does give a slight explanation of why she had kept her curiosity at bay until until now. But it seems to me that we go from zero to a hundred in the matter of discoveries and understanding of alien technology a little bit too fast. So that's why... I don't like the ending now let me go over my notes because I took a lot of notes about this book and I will address the main themes that that this book covered let's let's uh, go over a few facts that would age this book really fast this book make allusions to the cloud as an example i mean we use the cloud now but in 10 years 20 years would this book not be Would this would that expression be still has the same meaning that it has now oh or it will age the book i think it would age the book if we use words and technologies that are just in vogue now and it feels trendy to talk about that then we have pop culture references which I fucking hate fucking hate pop culture references the only book that I've seen do references to other science fiction works in a very very good way was um, The Light Brigade the Light Brigade does a lot of good references in a very subtle way that you can miss. If you miss it, you're not gonna you're gonna be able to understand the story. But in uh, the Light Brigade, there's some references in there, very subtle, but That when you think about it, it's like that reference was perfectly done perfectly done and go back to to my Light Brigade uh, podcast and you would see references to 1984 room uh, I think it's room number one something like that Uh, so it's it's artistically done Evan Newman love your writing or love 90% of your writing but you have to keep working on pop culture references. It's a very tempting to gain, you know, to gain the approval of your readers. But it's weak. Don't fucking do that shit, man. It's so old. This game is so old. And for some reason, people are doing it now over and over and over since that. Every book that I read lately has some fucking 80s pop culture references or whatever, you know. It's like... Uh, Irritating. Pop culture reference number one: slippery when wet. If you don't know what that refers to, either you're too young or too old. The Yellow Brick Road, etc., etc., etc. Let's see. What other things? um, Those are the main things that would that would um, age the age the book. Mm. Other themes apart from um, mental illness and religion, and uh, you know, the creating of our society, etc. etc. Mm. Chemical manipulation, biotechnology, 3D p- printing, DNA manipulation, uh, those are. Those are very well written into the book. That, that is really well done, and I really, really like it. Understated message to recycling, to conserving energy, to natural energy, to live as much as possible in balance with our environment. It is, in a way, a Christian sci-fi book. So that's, that's um, it's very well done because other Christian uh, sci-fi books or other religious sci-fi books they just put the religious theme so much in the forefront that you get you don't really get the story that is going on. What other you know miscellaneous notes to make? Very well done that throughout the story, even though. In this podcast, I address the story in a chronological order. It's very well done in this book that you don't know what happened before until the end of the book. And then you understand completely what was happening. But she does it very well in the sense that as a reader, you get a sense of, I I get it. And you ask yourself the right questions. So it's not so obvious. Well, some things are too obvious. Like that, Sansu. it's an evil dude. That's really obvious, or at least for me. But in the rest, things are not so obvious that the story is boring or so difficult to figure out that you don't know where that came from, right? So questions that you ask yourself while you're reading the story. What happened to those people in the, those parts? What really happened? Who killed them are they dead are they not dead did they check on on the pots that, that that were lost how is this guy the pathfinder's grandson if she is dead in god city you know what is with god city what is with the colony that nobody goes into god city where is uh where is uh sumi's the Pathfinder's where's her body has it been reabsorbed into God City what is the real truth how is the message created and sent out by Mac to the people mm, tell a little bit um, 1984 in the sense that Sang is the savage that lives in the outside world and comes in and disturbs a society I'm not gonna say that that's not original is where it's uh, obviously poached, but it's not in an obvious way. It's a, it, I would say, it's a literary tool at this point to do that. Mm. We have a cult religious fanaticism that we've already talked about <clears throat> um, equating God, the idea of God, the creator, to an alien. Intelligent design is also mentioned in the book. Mm. Ren has the very human tendency of remembering her mother who was a total bitch to her. We don't forgive ourselves. We're the worst ones when it comes to that. So it looks like or it feels like she does it to punish herself. Mm. And um what other things? This is another thought. If when you read the book, ask yourself this what would have happened if instead of Sumi the Pathfinder, the one that had received the alien technology, it had been rent the one that received that technology. Because at the end of the story, we understand that Ren was the right person to receive that technology. True that she didn't quite understand the message until 20 years later. But she did not... The fact that the message wasn't what the Pathfinder said it was going to be, wasn't a blow so hard to ren that she would kill herself so ask yourself that that's a that's something that that i thought what would the story be like if ren had received the message which is a question that ren asked herself and she asked sumi but sumi is such an cow to her not in so many words but she does you know let her know that, pff, peasant, I am the chosen one, as I said. So that's, a, that's a, a good question to ask yourself, a good discussion. All the red flags, think about while you read the book, all the red flags that Sansu plants throughout the story. and um, And that you should truly follow your instincts because Ren even though there's some things that really irritate me about her character that I thought it was offensively written I found offensive to women and I found not a cohesive character in certain ways Um, in other ways Ren is written as having basically good instincts but she doesn't follow those instincts and she doesn't quite you know accept those instincts so this has to do with our when we punish ourselves when, when our parents society the woman she loved the, the people we love the most that we trust tells, tell us that we're trash and that we don't know And that they're the ones that know. That they're the leaders and that we are just, you know, a rock on the floor. We end up believing that to such a point that when, you know, that glimmer of light and truth comes into her mind, she's like, Hmm, he's so that is weird. Maybe he's a axe murderer. She's like, nah, it's just me because, you know, I'm an idiot and a mental case and useless. ridiculous so that it's also that lack of self-confidence that I don't think a 70 year old woman would have because I'm on my 40s and I've already overcome that shit long ago if Ren is in her 70s even if she was a hoarder and had serious mental illnesses some of that shit, those insecurities, like her mom, she would have overcome, but maybe not. So, in the end, the story is telling us, yes, Ren, you were right, and the guy was an asshole, even though you wanted to fuck him, should have shot him in the head as soon as you saw him. And you were right. But, you know, it's too late in the story for that. But that's also something that, that came out to mind when I read the book. It's like, I was right, and Rain was right, you know. Also, talking about that, the fact that nobody else in the colony was suspicious is like the Stepford Wives kind of situation. And it doesn't quite jive with a colony of Christian scientists or, you know, I'm saying Christian scientists, but whatever, religious scientists, even though it's a cult and the religious fanatics to an extent, it doesn't jive that everybody would be like a Stepford robot you know that's another weak point that we don't see anybody else being suspicious except mac who's a natural born skeptic and we know right from the beginning that he's you know the orchestrator or of this fake world and ren that doesn't want a voice or trust her own instinct about him so overall i recommend this book i do not like the ending it bothers me when when I see characters that based on their story, on their background should react in a specific way and they react a different way. So I had some problems with Ren. Um, I had some problems with um, Sang Su. It's like the Jekyll and Hyde type thing. He's like I don't know, I cannot even say Ted Bundy because I've seen interviews with Ted Bundy and, you know, he was charming. But sang Su is charming in a way that is suspicious. And I like how that is written. You know, it's not too obvious, but but nobody else is suspicious of him except Ren and Mac. And that is weird to me because he meets a lot of people in the colony and nobody, there's no nowhere in the book that they... Have a hint that he may not say. Taking his word for it, why? You're adults, you're scientists, you're in the 70s and your 80s, you lived a lot, you, you've had a lot of experiences because you traveled to another world. And that's it? He tells you, hey, you know, I'm the, the best guy that there is, and just, you know, trust me. And that's it. That seemed a little weak. But overall, I recommend the book. I also hope that you had, you, everybody, you, you guys have enjoyed this podcast. I will keep working on making my podcast more energetic, uh, more engaging, make sure that. I have a glass of water with me the next time because, my God, I've been talking for over an hour and my throat is dry. And I've been working on different structures of the podcast and I think uh, I'm getting better and better. But, of course, that's my uh, personal subjective opinion. Hope that you'd enjoyed it. Please come back next week and enjoy the rest of your day. Bye.